If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, say amen. Helping you to surely show it. Next, here on Truth For Today. You ever see your faith as show and tell? Remember that as children in school? We always have one of those days during the week where we could bring our favorite toy or favorite whatever and show and tell. We'd show and tell about it. So is your life as a Christian based upon that? Do you show and tell? Does your life really show who you are? You know, in the midst of troubling times, that's when your Christianity should shine the most. Triumphing in Troubled Times. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9-17. through 17. Let's read from 1 Peter 2. And uh, we're going to be making a major shift in the book. I'm going to reach back to, we see the book as salvation. Then he goes into submission. And then he goes into, all through the book, it's woven, the suffering as a believer. And so we're talking about triumphing in a troubled world. And so Peter, for two chapters, has been unraveling the riches of God's grace and salvation. And it's marvelous. I have to say, uh, it's, it's the kind of preaching I like to do. Uh, I started out... Uh, as what I would say, a strong exhorter, imperative preacher. I love to point the finger. You need to get with it. You know, do you understand? God commanded it. Because I grew up around that. That was my roots. Get with it. Obey and do. The more I study the gospel and grace of God, what I really love is to talk about what he's done because it's perfect. And you can't improve it. What he has done for us in salvation. Don't you love it? So I just soon stay in Romans 1 through 8 for the rest of my ministry. Because it's good news all the way. Good news. But there are times in the epistles he moves to saying, you need to start acting like what he's done for you. Uh, as my dad would say, if you've got any brains, act like it. And it'd be like saying, if you've got any Jesus, act like it. When do you start behaving like what you've been given? And Peter's going to go into that. And so today I'm going to be really the theme of what I want to talk about is the gospel show and tell. And uh, let's pick up verse 9. But you are a chosen race. Now, see, I love this because that's true of you, even if you've been acting carnal. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may goof off in order that you may proclaim, that's tell out, announce, make public, the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you get that? He, he's made you this, that you may become an announcer of this great God, who he is, 
what he has done. And you're going to, in particular, you're going to tell him about the mercies of God that took you from being a no people, uh, a no belonging, a no covenant, no salvation, just a perishing Gentile. And all of a sudden you find out, I'm included in the people of God. And he said, you ought to be telling this out. Look at verse 10. Once you were not a people, me, right from the book of Hosea, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So be telling it out, announcing, I met a God that's been merciful to me. I met a God that's great in love, great in power, great in everything I've got in verse 9, he gave me. Let me tell you what he's done for me. You know what that is, don't you? We used to sing a song, I couldn't keep it to myself. Huh? Can you keep it to yourself? You must not have got it. Those who get it can't be quiet about it. Right? And, and we have a guilty silence in the church. We're doing good if we can give a testimony at church, let alone at the job. But he meant for Christianity is a verbal faith and it's a show-off faith. You're telling it because we got a message. we got to change life. Tell it. Tell it. Then he's going to tell us, show it. Show it. Those two truths. Now, he goes on. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God that by doing good you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor, even if he's Nero and he's going to kill you. Three, really two main points. Christians ought to tell what God has done for them. And two, they ought to show it off by the way they live. And there's three ways they are to live that would show off this God. Three ways. We ought to tell about the wonderful grace of God. Christianity, we are disobedient if we go silent about God. I don't care what this culture is trying to do. It is pagans have always tried to shut the mouth of the church. Whether it's personal testimony, preaching, proclamation. Uh, and I think, I, I stay amazed at how many Christians feel good saying nothing about God. Uh, they're on Facebook all the time talking about something other than God. 
uh, they're talking about this view. They got a view. It's amazing how much chatter goes on that has nothing to do with God. And shouldn't it fill your heart that I found mercy in the sight of God? I've become something I never could have become until Christ came into my life. I mean, that nobody could take away your testimony. Nobody can. You know when you met him. You know when he made salvation real to you. And so he's saying, by the way, I took a bunch of cowards and I gave them the Holy Spirit. And every one of them died as a martyr rather than to denounce that they know Christ. Now, do you have that same spirit in you? And so, do the people that you work with know that you know him? Do they know about the mercies of God? Do they know that uh, what a difference he's made? Your, your BC life, let's say, and now you're after receiving Christ's life. So, he, he's telling them, uh, don't, don't be silent about it. I was out uh, to lunch uh, this week, one of our dear brothers and uh, uh, God has just ignited his heart in this matter of evangelism and sharing. And uh, he was quite brutally honest with me. He said, you know, as I understand it, Pastor, if you're not witnessing uh, by God's grace and by God's power, you're just in sin. Well, I said, well, no, no, it's, it's probably they just don't have the gift. He said, baloney, I don't have the gift, but I've got the command. You know, I gave, gave in the offering, but I don't have the gift to give him. My wife thinks I do, but I don't. <laughs> it's not my gift. I give out of obedience. I give out with a thankful heart. But I've not been nominated as having the gift to give him. You don't need the gift to witness. You've been commanded. How are you doing on fishing for the souls of people? Are we fishing? Are we fishing? I am amazed at how much Christianity is lived on sight around here. That some people think you're doing good if you just make it to church on Sunday. That is almost your Christian service. Now, that is not, going to the filling station is not your service. You just got to get gas. And meeting with God's sin, saints to be encouraged, to be stimulated. Hey, that's just... But this guy is telling me about witnessing and sharing. He's got a little model. He calls it, uh, let's see, uh, sow a seed and pray each day. Sow a seed and pray each day. And then I added another point. It's going to be my second major point in this message. Besides sow a seed, how about sow a deed and pray? But you start with the gospel. Share the gospel with someone every day. And you know what's great? I needed this guy to give me a ride home. But he, he got caught up in the low down business of soul winning. And he's talking to a guy 25 minutes about how to escape hell. And I'm saying, when will you give me a ride home? <laughs> great burden for souls. I mean, he had tracks. He had this, that, and, and now barbecues once a week in Rodale to feed the poor. Just like Sean used to do. 
Hey, you know, what, what are you doing to get it out? By the way, we do have a lot of things going on on site that uh, we'll get to. We'll tell you about that. The second thing, besides being a telling faith, tell it, share it, preach it, get it out. Uh, They don't get saved by watching our life. They get saved hearing a message. They've got to hear the gospel. And matter of fact, you could be an imperfect person sharing the gospel and God will save them. You know, don't, don't give a character background on the guy that told you. Sometimes you'll be surprised. But if they've got the kernel of the gospel, God's spirit quickens that seed. And he can cause you to become a believer no matter how it came to you. God's been known for using donkeys. And he can use you. But I hope you're not a donkey. That's a little brutal, isn't it? Let's move on. I've just been called a donkey. Well, not really. Uh, He goes on in verse 11. He moves on. And he says, I want you in the world to live this way. Three ways. I want you to show the world a spirit-filled life. Two, I want you uh, to show them spirit-produced works. Spirit-produced works. And then thirdly, I want them to see spirit-produced submission. So let's, first of all, they ought to see a spirit-filled life. Why do I say that? Where do I get that? Because he's talking about not being subject to the lust of the flesh, that war against the soul. And the only way the flesh is ever captured or put under control is when you're walking in the Spirit. You've got to walk in the Spirit. You've got to be filled in the Spirit. Or else, man, the works of the flesh will be demonstrated through you. Look what he says in chapter 4. The kind of works he doesn't want them to be doing. So as to live for the rest of your time in the flesh no longer... For human passions, but for the will of God. For the time that is past suffices for doing what the Gentiles want to do. Living in sensuality, passions, drunkenness, orgies, drinking parties, and lawless idolatry. Stop it. You did enough of that when you were in the world. You did enough of that before you became a Christian. Don't go back to the hog pen. Don't. Look at what he says in Galatians. That when you're not walking in the spirit. You'll know it every time. Look what he says. And he gives about four categories of the flesh. Pick up verse 19. The works. uh, uh, Galatians 5. 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. You can see them. And he said in 16, if you walk in the Spirit, you will not do the works of the flesh. So the Spirit is the only one. The law, you can't make enough rules to control the flesh. We'll just break them all. Uh, Rules won't change your life. Uh, makeup codes won't change you. Dress codes, all this church stuff we made up will not change your life. It will not control the flesh. 
Only the Spirit-filled life walking in the Spirit. And he said, here's what it will counteract. This is what it will defeat. And then he lists, you're not under the law, but you're to be led by the Spirit. The works of the flesh are evident. First, the sexual category. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality. Three categories of sexual misbehavior. Dirty mind, sensuous jokes, uh, sensuous around members of the opposite sex, outright immorality. He said, hey, that's works of the flesh. He'll deliver you from questionable sexual expression. He, it's right there. The works of the flesh. We know a person walking after the flesh, they'll probably say something dirty about sex. It won't take long. You'll know they're walking after the flesh. Then, the religious realm. And you, the works of the flesh produce idolatry. And let me read the next word in the Greek. In pharmakia. Yes, you won't be doing idolatry. And you won't be doing drugs to get high. Because they took drugs or got drunk in order to worship Diana. And they had a goddess there named Bacchus, the goddess of wine. You had to get high to worship a heathen god. And he said, cut it out. Stop getting drunk. Get full of the spirit. Don't be under the influence of drugs. We don't have any of that, do we? Then relational sins. The way we think and act towards people. Enmity, which is hatred. Strife. Jealousy. Fits of anger. Have you ever heard of Christian men taking anger management classes? They can't get you under control if the spirit can't control it. Hey, take it all, the, all you want. Only the spirit can control a hothead. Yeah, I'm a hot, I'm a real man. No, you're a real loser. You're losing. You're losing the woman you told off. You're losing your kids with your growling all the time. Even the dog can't stand you. No, no, no. The spirit controls that temper. If you get under the spirit, you'll get under some anger management. And all the men said, yes. Uh... And he goes on here, that's so convicting, is rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I haven't told you the whole list, he's saying. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do, and in the Greek it's practice, those who practice such things will not, Inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Can people see love, joy, and peace in you? What is love supposed to stay with you? I love me. I love me. I'm spirit-filled. I love me. I love... No, I think you'll love me too. It's outward. It's not, I love me now. I'm spirit-filled. I only surround myself with mirrors because I love me. No, no. You're going to love something outside of you. God, people, the brethren, and then joy. 
Well, I don't believe in emotion. Well, too bad. You don't believe in being spirit-filled. If you just think this is cognitive, you're dead between your ears. It's a true joy in God. True joy. It doesn't say you'll act insane, but you've got joy that's unspeakable. Peter said it. Peace. Are you the worry ward or the one with peace? Patience. And that patience means to hold out a long time with people. There's another one that means to remain under pressure. But this one means to put up with people a long time. How's your put up ability? Let me look at the text. Uh, Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Man, these are convicting. Self-control. I can't help it. It's the way I was made. Oh, baloney. We were all made rascals. When did you get off? I mean, this whole place is dangerous. I wouldn't want to be with any of you if I didn't think the Spirit could control you. It's dangerous to be around a bunch of Christians that are under the control of the Spirit. Galatians said they become carnivorous. That's dangerous. When sheep become carnivorous, it's dangerous. Galatians 5.15. Yeah, they're supposed to be eating grass, but instead they're eating up the shepherd. Oh, let's keep going here. Self-control against us things. There is no... And he goes on, and he's just saying, this is the kind of life the world needs to see you living If you're walking in the Spirit, the flesh will be defeated. The Spirit will be on display. And the critics of the Gentile world that hate Christianity, that are putting it down, will be rebuked. Listen to what uh, uh, I see a reference here on the different attitudes towards Christians at this time. Let me give you a list. Uh, William Barclay gives them. In the beginning... Uh, they thought we were a part of Judaism. And, uh, and the Gentiles understood that the Jews hated them. They even had a, uh, uh, a folklore that went around that every year the Jews fattened up a Greek to offer as a uh, sacrifice because they hated the Gentiles. They hated the Greek invaders in their land. So the Jew was known to hate Gentiles, and now Christians are part of a Jewish movement. That's the way it started out, the way the Gentiles looked on it. Two, uh, with all their uh, slander, this seems uh, atrocious to us, but this is true. They accused us of cannibalism because of the Lord saying, when you take the Lord's Supper, say, this is my body, take and eat. And they didn't understand that to be symbolic, that the bread's a symbol of assimilating Christ, of getting Christ in you. They said, look at there, they're cannibalistic. They're eating the body of Christ. So they accuse us. And once again, we've come to the end of our time together here today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 
As we lock things up for another day of broadcasting, we do so with a a way to contact us here at Truth For Today. If you have a question, a prayer request, comment, we would love to pray for you. If you have a praise report about how the program is encouraging you in Christ, we'd love to hear that as well. A couple of ways to reach out to us. The easiest, of course, our phone number, 855-833-9864, or our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, you have another way to reach out to us, and that is, especially if you have a question or a praise report, that you would like Pastor Phil to answer. Well, simply take your voice memo app on that smartphone of yours, record your question along with who you are and where you're calling from, and then email that bit of audio to us at tftquestions at valleybible.org. Again, the email address is tftquestions at valleybible.org. So email that to us. We'll run it by Pastor Phil. And should we use it on the radio, we'll even let you know when. And as always, you can again reach out to us at our website, truthfortodayradio.org, or by calling 855-833-9864. You can also write to us, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. As you partner with us financially, bear in mind that we are able to continue this radio ministry through you doing just that, joining other friends and family members of this ministry to ensure that this program continues its ministry in the greater Bay Area. Please consider that as you reach out to us, and then join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.